Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm super excited about our special guest, Marcus Harris. Marcus, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate uh, being on the show today. Well, you know, what I'd love to do is really just get into what your story is. If you can tell us a little bit about how relationships have really been integral to your journey and then also um, where you are today. So first, just start with a little bit about where you are today so that we can get to know you in, in your background and lead back up to here. Yeah, definitely. So obviously today, Sarah, um, I live here in uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, you can see my little picture behind me. Uh, before I got to here, obviously, um, I played football. I played five years with the San Diego Chargers. I played a year with the 49ers. Um, I ended up having back surgery and I had to retire. And so I came back to Colorado um, after the 2010-2011 football season. And so now I lived here, um, newly married in uh, December of 2019. I appreciate it. Um, and then I have uh, five kids. So ages six to 15. And um, that's, that's a whole nother story, but I'm sure we can talk about that here shortly. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of kids. Oh, yes, that's, it is. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and I, I appreciate it. Um, but as you can imagine, you know, with the current situation going on, um, they're all doing homeschool right now from home. And, you know, uh, we actually have to sit down and with the younger kids, especially, we have to help them with their work and walk them through it and make sure it's done. And the older kids are easier just because we can tell them to get it done and they know what to do. <laughs> But uh, right now, it's, it's uh, challenging at times, for sure. I'm sure you're relearning math all over again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, at these ages, you know, from 6 to 15, um, half the stuff, you know, honestly, I don't even remember even doing at that age <laughs> in their grade. So it's, they're definitely more advanced than I am. Oh my gosh, I know. I can't imagine. It's it's a whole new uh, career. It's like a, a new job that you have to do by becoming the teacher. I have, I have a definite compassion and empathy for all of my friends that are now also the teacher. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's, a big, it's a big undertaking. So I commend you and your, yes. your wife for taking that on. <laughs> Thank um, you. So tell us a little more. So where, where are you from? Did you, how did you get to football? What, what was the, the pre-part pre before that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, I grew up in Grand Junction, which is on the Western Slope, about four hours, uh, give or take, from Denver, uh, which is on the Western Slope. Um, literally grew up there, um, played sports all my life. Uh, I played football, um, I did wrestling, and I did baseball. Um, and of course, when you're younger, I played everything, but those were my three main sports when I got to high school. And, um, you know, for wrestling was great. Um, I was an undefeated state champion. Um, I got offers to go to school and, and, you know, have a scholarship for wrestling. But for me and my heart, you know, honestly, at that time, the only thing I wanted to do was focus on football. And so 
Um, after my sophomore year, I, st I stopped playing baseball just to focus on football. Um, and then I was blessed to be able to get a full ride scholarship to the University of Colorado. Uh, you can see it on my shirt today. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, obviously I ended up in Boulder and uh, that was uh, 2000. And um, from there, I ended up graduating, uh, got my degree from CU. And then uh, unfortunately my senior year, I ended up breaking my fib tib, um, which was the second game of the season against UCLA. And um, it literally just killed my entire, you know, draft hopes uh, for my senior year. And so um, I, was, I, I did get a medical red shirt, um, ended up transferring to Southern Utah for a semester uh, because our, our coach at the time got, was, he was actually fired. And uh, it, was, it was crazy at the time, you know, within the program. And so ended up transferring um, the scouts and obviously all of that's going on right now with the, with the draft. Okay. But um, they wanted to see that I could actually come back and, and recover and, and play again from that type of injury because it was that serious. And so I uh, came back the following year and ended up having 12 or 13 sacks. And then again, I was blessed again to be able to go play uh, with the San Diego Chargers, now LA Chargers. Uh, but I was there for five years and then um, I was able to play one year with the 49ers as well. Awesome. Well, that's fun. And um, you made a comment about how just in your heart, football was like really your passion. Where do you think that came from? Uh, you know, as a, as a child, I mean, you know, just looking back, you know, I feel like football was kind of the biggest sport, you know, and it still is today. And so, you know, I, I used to love wrestling and I just had no desire to do it in college because I knew how crazy and how tough it was. Um, I love baseball and a lot of people said baseball was my best sport. And then of course now I tell people, if I knew then what I knew now, I probably would have pivoted and, and focused on, on baseball. Um, but that's just, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, that was, for me, that was my way to, to make it and, and go to college and, you know, get a scholarship. And um, that I just knew that's what I wanted to do. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you mentioned Grand Junction. I actually, both of uh, my youngest brothers were born at St. Mary's in Grand Junction. And, oh, really? uh, yeah, and I actually went to college there uh, okay. when I when I moved back. So kind of fun. Small, small world for sure. Yeah, I know. And uh, at that time, it was Mesa, Mesa State. And now it's Colorado Mesa University. So the, the school's grown like crazy. And even, you know, Grand Junction. Uh, even from the time that I was there till today, it's it's exploded, and so um, it's been, it's been good to see the the growth and the the town continue to grow for sure. Absolutely, that's fun. You know, progress is good. You know, it's good to have some of that that progress and growth. So thank you so much for sharing. And um, yeah. you know, so I guess I'm curious to just understand. You know, as you kind of were in football and your life, you know, you obviously had some sort of I mean, that's a bit of an emotional, I'd imagine, upside, up roller coaster, up and down in the sense that you're coming into your senior year, you know, you're kind of a, a rock star, and then you have this injury right out of the gate that could have potentially changed the whole trajectory of your, um, your future with football. What, how did you get through that? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, just looking back, there's, there's a, probably a few, you know, hardest moments, you know, that come to mind. And that was definitely one of the hardest times for me personally, you know, uh, I'd never really been hurt or injured, you know, going into my senior year, just obviously small stuff. 
um, and then, you know, literally playing in a game and breaking your fibula and tibula at the same time um, with with high draft hopes, you know, coming out as a senior. Um, I didn't I didn't redshirt as a freshman, so I played all four years um, and, and had a lot of success. And so, um, again, just looking back, it was it was super tough. Um, and honestly, I, I contribute to contribute uh, me being able to get through that from obviously friends and family, but then even my teammates and obviously those relationships that I had with the people from uh, teammates to coaches and, and even athletic trainers, uh, people that just wanted to see me succeed. And I believe that with that support system that I had in place, everyone combined, there was no way for me to just, you know, put my head down and uh, just walk away or or not try to come back and get better and, and prove that I could play again. And again, I, I think relationships is is the key word here with with what was able to keep me going for sure. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing. Um, you know, I, I wrote down just support. And it's interesting as you talk about uh, building relationships, a lot of people put that right in the professional realm as the number one place where we build social capital. But really, um, it is the relationships that support us in sometimes our darkest or lowest moments that are the reason that we're able to obtain these other places and levels of success in our journey and in our career. Um, you know, you you have five kids, you have a, a big um, herd, if you will, and um, a lot of uh, relationships that are really close and important. Can you share with us sort of how you keep those relationships strong? Yeah, you know, so for me, um, obviously, kind of, you know, going back a little bit, you know, uh, when I was playing football and um, obviously uh, in the NFL, you know, there's so much time and energy that's taken and you have to literally devote to, you know, your sport at that, at that level and in that obviously profession. And so, um, you know, naturally it does become, you know, it's, you know, I hate to say it, but that's kind of like your, probably the best way to say it is, uh, it's, it's, it really is your job, obviously. Right. And so I think that's what I'm trying to say in terms of, you know, it takes all your time and energy and then, you know, you come home and you have your family and, and your kids and, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and it's a balancing act. And um, for me, I was, I was able to learn how to balance, you know, the family and the, and the job and, and work. Um, but I know for a lot of guys at, at that level, um, you know, and I know guys even, you know, start having families in college, you know, it, it's a big, it's, it's a big balance, you know, so um I honestly, I, I can't tell you how I was able to do it, but um, for me, it just came down to the things that were, you know, what's important and, and what did I personally want? Yeah, I think that's the huge, and, and not so much that there's a, a method or an exact way that you were able to do it, but just that taking and making that piece of your world a priority um, and giving it the attention that it deserves. I think sometimes whether your job is professional athlete or your job is, um, you know, janitor at the, at the local school and you give your heart um, to that and to do, you know, just in my first experience with you as we were setting up, I can see that you're very, you give your all, you know, when you do something, you're wholly in it and you want it to be right and you want it to have excellence. And, um, and that's a, that's a great trait. That's probably part of what, how you were able to be an athlete at the level that you are, um, is that, that determination for, for doing what you can do to make it right or to do it right. 
Uh, and so whether when we put ourselves into our profession and into our job like that, and we give those relationships our all, um, you know, it's, it's more just that I think what I, what I hear you saying is that just willingness to say, you know, this is a priority, but not more of a priority than my, my family. And here's how I'm going to take these steps to acknowledge their priority in my, in my life. Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. And I, and I think you nailed it in terms of, you know, for me, the, the key word that you said was priority. And, you know, when you're young and, you know, in college and you're crazy and doing all the college things that we all do, you know, very quickly for me, you know, I knew, you know, even looking back at my freshman year, um, I didn't redshirt, you know, and, and all my friends and my roommates, they all, they all did. And so that's actually very important to point out is because, you know, as, as a freshman and, and you redshirt, you know, you still have to show up and be at practice and work out but you don't have to know your plays. You don't have to study the, the opponent every week, um, you know, even if it's special teams or offense or defense. And, and I was pushed into that position. Um, I believe at the time there was only me and one other player that did not redshirt. And so um, I, I honestly, I think it was a positive is because I really had to step up. And of course, I, I used to love to have a good time and do all the things that we were doing in college but a lot of times I would have to separate myself from, from the group and the pack because I really was being held accountable by the coaches and, and my teammates to know what I was doing, know my playbook, obviously know the opponent that we are playing. And so I think that's kind of how it all started for me. And then obviously as I progressed through college, you know, my, my oldest daughter who's uh, 15, about to turn 16 in July, uh, she was born um, at the end of my senior year. And then of course I came back for one more season. And so like you were talking about earlier with family and just wanting to, you know, for me personally, be the best that I could be. Um, I knew that to be able to give the life for my, 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 my daughter. And then of course my family, as it came down the road, um, I had to separate myself and I had to choose what was important. And then I had to really focus and gravitate towards, you know, the people that really wanted the best for me, you know, because honestly, not everyone wants what's best for you. They just want to have a good time and focus on, you know, the now. And so there's a, definitely a lot of life lessons that I was able to learn, you know, having to go through those steps for sure. Yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing. That's a lot of important stuff that we can take and whether it's in your situation or situations that we may be facing in our own life, you know, just realizing that sometimes those things we think can be setbacks can be setups for something even better because we learn something about ourselves that can maintain us in a place where we're about to be elevated to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said a couple of things um, that I may, I'd like to know more about. You know, one of the things you said is that you have to make sure that that network around you or that support system is in alignment. I'm not sure if you use that word, but but really, like, they want what's best for you, I think, is what you said. And, and for me, that means that they really understand what you want for you, and then they are in alignment with that and are going to help you do what it takes to get there, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And so I'm curious, you know, as football, you know, oh, we're all out here and, and you know, and I say we like as in non-professional athletes um, are out here going, okay, like, you know, what is this like? What is this, this life like? And, um, you know, I have a few friends that are professional athletes and I appreciate um, the life that does come with 
being in the public eye like that. And there's a lot of, it seems as though from my conversations with them, that there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows, a lot of positives, mm -hmm. a lot of negatives. And your, your reality can sort of be, um, your perspective is different sometimes than maybe those of us who don't have that kind of celebrity piece of things. And I'm curious, you know, in building trust, which really that's the biggest thing that I feel like is kind of the foundation of building strong relationships and having strong social capital is that trust that the people can have in you. And being in a situation where you don't know, like what you said, you know, some not everyone is out for your best good. Mm -hmm. And you've got, because of who you are and the status that you kind of hold, you know, you've got all of this, these things that you have to sort of, how do you, how do you navigate some of that to kind of be able to be aware of whether or not this person might be in alignment with you or not? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sarah, I think you've made a lot of great points there. And, you know, for me, again, kind of like I just explained, a lot of things that were positive that I was able to learn early uh, it's because I knew what I wanted, you know, and I, and and I think today, whether you're talking about a, a you know a young athlete, male or female, or you know let's just say a normal person, you know, going through life and trying to figure out their journey as well, you know, I think it's very important to focus really on what's important, you know, and that that might seem kind of broad, but again, for me, I knew what was important very quickly because I knew what I wanted, and I feel like young you know, athletes today, or, you know, just like I said, general people, um, it's, they're still trying to, you know, they're going through a journey and they're trying to figure out who they are and who they want to be. And, you know, I guess for me, just from personal experience, the sooner you can kind of figure out who you are and who you want to be, that to me is a goal that you can obviously start working towards, right? And of course, life is going to change and we all go through our own journey and, you may be headed in one path and it might change, but that's that's okay and that's part of life. But again, um, I would encourage and I would push anyone to really focus on, you know, number one, what type of person and who do you want to be? And then obviously kind of that next step in whether it's, you know, in sports or school or obviously a business and career, you know, what is your ultimate goal? And so for me, again, I was best to be able to, around amazing coaches and, and great, you know, teammates um, but I can tell you that I feel like one thing that I did differently, and again, this isn't just a, a general, you know, term, but um, I was always, you know, looking back and even today, I've always been huge on, you know, personal growth and personal development, you know, because obviously you don't know what you don't know, right? So how can we get better, whether it's going to school and getting an education or just focused on yourself and, and being the best you that you can be? And the way that I was really able to excel at an at a early age and even today, you know, just because I'm not, you know, playing football or playing sports, I'm continuously working on myself and wanting to be better. And, and I can tell you the best way that I do that is by reading, you know, books. And I tell everyone, I don't have time to sit down and read two, three hours a day, but I can tell you whether you're in the car, you're, you're at the gym, uh, you know, even at home, to be able to put on a, a, a set of headphones and listen to one or two hours a day of, of just a, a great book and personal growth. Um, I think that's honestly, I think that's where it's at. And like I said, I still do it today and I'm always trying to learn and, and grow and, and be better. Uh, that's awesome. And thank you for sharing. Um, you know, and so I, I hear what you're saying is that really in order to be able to connect yourself with people who are in alignment with you, you have to know who you are. 
Right. And in order to know who we are, we have to be willing to develop ourselves and spend time investing in that development. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think, again, you just nailed it is, you know, the word investment, you know, it really is an investment to yourself. And again, whether you're investing into a, a good book, um, a podcast, um, you're going out and doing, you know, classes or seminars, um, there's a lot of different things that you can really do to start focusing on yourself and starting to grow, you know, and taking steps towards that next level. Yeah, I just looked down at my notes to um, see and the word champion is something I wrote as you were talking earlier, you know, and it's interesting when you talk with professional athletes, um, you know, you, you have a heart of a champion and you can, it's almost something that has been, it sounds like as a piece of your life since the very get-go. Um, and it was the thing you had even said at one point was what you sort of, it gave you your hope for your future is this sort of this... Um, this champion kind of heart. When you look at your kids or the next generation and you give them advice about having the heart of a champion, what do you, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me personally, and, and again, that's, it could be a, a kind of a broad, you know, description, but for me, it's, it really is being the best that you can be. And again, for me growing up, it was sports, you know, so whether it was football, whether it was wrestling, whether it was baseball, basketball, or track, you know, at a young age, um, how can you become the best, you know? And, and I feel like looking back, uh, you know, everyone plays sports and some people are great and, and some kids are not. Um, but really, if you can, you know, for me, that's kind of the best analogy that I can use is because that's what I was able to really focus on. And you know, I knew that I wanted to be great and I wanted to be a champion in all those different sports that I played. And so again, it was just really, it was just trying to become the best, uh, um, you know, at, at that position, uh, on that team, the best leader. And so for me, it was always working towards that next goal. And again, I think that was a large part of it was I always had a goal um, of who, you know, I wanted to be because obviously I didn't start out at a young age and I was just the best player or all American, you know, all world. But again, I was able to take small steps to get to that big goal of what I wanted. And so that's, that's kind of what I, how I would explain it, Sarah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, um, and as you're talking about, you know, setting goals and, you know, taking the small steps, I'm curious what your, um, what your daily routine is like, either when you were competing professionally or even now? Yeah, so obviously two, you know, huge differences. Um, you know, now, um, I've, obviously I'm retired from football. Uh, like I said, I had to have back surgery. Um, I need actually a double fusion as we speak. Um, I've been saying no to that for about six years now at least um, because, you know, it's, it's a super, obviously major surgery. And, um, you know, so it's, it's obviously different today, but, you know, looking back, um, I've always, you know, been a, a, a high elite athlete. Um, I, you know, starting with my diet, um, obviously supplements and, you know, things like protein shakes and, uh, you know, putting good stuff into my body. Um, one thing that I can tell you um, today that I still pride myself on is that I've never tried any hard drugs ever in my life uh, besides cannabis and, and CBD. Um, but again, that alone, you know, I was always around and I, and I had friends and people that did, you know, that kind of stuff.
But again, I felt like that wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be. And so even today, having kids, it's amazing to be able to have these conversations um, because obviously I can relate and whether it's drinking or, you know, um, you know, things that kids are obviously dealing with, you know, I can give my perspective and say, look, you know, dad chose not to do this because of these reasons, you know? And so again, going back to what I was saying was, um, you know, it was a lot that went into it and it was, you know, over a long period of time. But again, back to the question is, you know, it all started with my diet, uh, obviously working out and training. Um, I've always been self-motivated. So I've been able to go out and push myself. Um, I always had great people in my corner, uh, you know, friends and family who would always push me. And then of course, coaches and, you know, just great individuals that I've been able to, to meet and even today stay in touch with. I mean, I feel like I've worked with some of the best, you know, athletic trainers and, you know, even trainers, um, you know, in the nation. And so it wasn't just one thing that I did or, you know, how I got there, as you can hear, it was a combination of things. Uh, but again, what I would take it back to is, is I was always able to take small steps to work towards my big goal. And I feel like I was very, number one, blessed, but also fortunate enough to be able to do that over my period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And as we, um, you know, as we kind of look at where you are today, how do you see, I mean, what's sort of next for you? If you right now, I mean, give us a little bit more input. Now you're in real estate. Um, you doing, you have a nonprofit. I mean, tell us a little bit more about what's happening now and where you see yourself as your next goal. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's obviously been a, a big change. Um, you know, I, I was able to play six years total of football, but obviously because of injuries, um, I just couldn't play anymore. And so um, now, like you said, I, I'm involved in real estate as much as I can. Um, I'm blessed that my wife is currently licensed. So she obviously carries the heavy, heavy load. Uh, but we, we've been, you know, fortunate enough to work with buyers and sellers, uh, investors, um, and that really, you know, that between the kids and, and the time that I can help with her in, in the real estate, um, it takes a lot of time. And uh, the cool thing is, is that uh, my wife was able to just pick up a, a new community uh, in, in Colorado, which is all about $1.3 to $2 million homes. And so she's obviously working with the home builder. Uh, we're able to sell those homes. Um, she's working with the clients on the design side. And so that's been, you know, it's been very exciting to watch this thing unfold. Just, you know, it started within the last few months. And then obviously, you know, right now with the current situation, um, everything's been a little crazy. Um, just like us and everyone that we know, everything's been on hold. Uh, obviously, we joked about the kids and homeschool. And so we've just been obviously adjusting to this new norm that I think everyone's trying to, to do at the same time. And, you know, normally when we talk or go through these things, you know, we've been through it before or we have friends and family that have been through it. And uh, obviously, you know, from what I know, we've never experienced anything like this worldwide. And so, again, it's a little different today, but um, obviously a lot of positives. And, um, you know, I, I believe, honestly, we'll be at this thing very soon. Um, I know we're excited to get things, you know, back to normal. Um, you know, there's things like being bored and kind of stir crazy by being at home. But I can tell you for us individually and in our home, we've been able to find a lot of positives, you know, through this. And, you know, I know it's not over yet, but I would tell anyone listening today, 
you know, what are those positives? You know, what are things that you haven't been able to do where you just had this amount of time, you know, and focus on yourself. And again, who do you want to be or your personal, you know, friends and family and, and relationships? Um, how can you make your, you know, your marriage or your relationship stronger? How can you work on, you know, those relationships with your kids? There's so many positives right now. And um, I just, again, I encourage anyone listening today or obviously watching is, you know, how can you be better? And, you know, how can you get to where you want to be? Absolutely. And um, yeah, that's, that's the question I feel like right now that we can all ask ourselves as, as though things are just totally different and um, unusual in comparison to what we know. What is it that we can be doing or how can we be having a positive impact on the world around us? Um, and so thank you for exhorting us to, to be considering that during this time. And, you know, as we kind of come to the end of our, our time together, I just, I appreciate your willingness to be here and to share yourself with us. And, you know, I'd love to know if there's sort of any sort of final thoughts that you might have that you want to make sure um, we hear before we end. You know, I would just obviously thank you for having me on today. Um, you know, I, I just look at my own experiences, you know, and there's been a lot of great ones and, you know, even some bad ones. And for me, I don't think they're bad is because I feel like for me, everything that I've been through, good or bad, I've been able to learn from, you know. And so over life, you know, I think that's part of our journey, you know, whether you're male, female, black, white, it doesn't really matter. Um, we all go through this thing called life and we all go through our own journey. And so again, you know, I, I know people are at, you know, it's a bad time right now. And I know people are hurting and, you know, financially and, and losing loved ones. And, um, you know, I'm definitely not discrediting that, but I feel like, you know, just look back, whether it's, you know, over your past or, or currently, and, and again, what have you learned from and how can you be better, you know, and, um, I feel like, you know, the world today, there's, it needs a lot of love, you know, and so you can either help the situation or you can hurt the situation. And honestly, it is that easy because it's how you control and how you speak and the things that you post and even the things you read and listen to, you know, you're either going to play into it and, and listen to everything that's going on, or you're going to be different and, and actually be that positive person and be that hope that, you know, a lot of people need today, you know? And so again, I would just encourage everyone to be that positive person, you know, help someone out, friend, family, uh, don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Um, you know, texts are great too, but um, what I've been trying to do is, is actually reach out to, to friends and family during this time, you know, because uh, I know a lot of people aren't gonna just come out and say they're, they're hurting or it's a hard time for them. Um, but, you know, just be the best person that you can be. And, you know, the, the thing that I love is, uh, uh, I know we were talking earlier, I have, I have a podcast as well called Life After. And that really is the whole kind of basis and the foundation of, of those discussions is life after. And so if you understand what life after is, all that means is that we all go through uh, situations and experience and loss and, and all these things in this big picture. And so how do you control that life after event or situation? And, uh, you know, it's, it's been amazing just to be able to speak with people like you, Sarah, and, and all my friends and, and people that have been on, on the show, because again, I, I, I truly feel we all share in similar experiences. And if you're willing just to be able to listen and, and, and learn, 
along the way and, and just make, you know, little changes and, you know, pick up that little diamond as, as you go, whether it's for you personally or, or your friends or your, your kids. Um, there's a lot of positive out there. And I know it's easy to, to kind of forget about, but, um, you know, I know it was a long-winded answer, but that's kind of how I would wrap it up, Sarah. And again, I just thank you for having me on here. I know what you're doing is amazing. I've been able to listen to some uh, former friends and teammates that you've had on and, and you're doing amazing things. So I would encourage you to, you know, keep it up and, you know, how can you be better and how can you, you know, help more people along the way. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your kind words and thank you for the long winded answer. I mean, that's really what I was looking for. In fact, my next um, follow up to the question I had asked was if you would tell us about your podcast. So thank you for including that. And, um, you know, it's just interesting because the really the whole purpose of this and the reason that I'm just passionate about sharing stories is just allowing people to share themselves in a way that maybe we don't know you yeah. and, um, and also just being able to take a sneak peek sort of into the mindset of people who have reached different levels of success from an outsider's perspective, but understanding more about what got you there and what makes you tick and how you relate with the world around you, I feel like is where the most, um, the most impactful kind of things that we can take from the time together are. And so I appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable and to just share your story with us and um, and to give insight and advice to the young people coming up and also those that are are listening right in the midst of their journey. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just appreciate even um, as you are coming into this other, you know, season, you made a comment a little bit ago about how you still believe, if you will, that the best is yet to come and that there's you're in the midst of where you are right now, even though you're not a, an athlete today, a professional athlete today, um, you still are growing and you're still developing. And so I just, as we close, you know, I just would um, sort of ask you to just give us your kind of final thoughts on if we're in a place where we're sort of having to re-identify or reinvent ourselves, which I feel like is a common theme during this COVID time where many of the things that we did or we took for granted or did as a as usual kind of thing we can't do. Um, but in this time where you've sort of come from professional athlete into entrepreneur, um, can you give us a few tips about just the idea of reinventing ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sarah, you know, for me that hits home is because uh, I know like probably a lot of athletes and, and even football players that you know, uh, we all go through it, you know, the best player in the world, uh, it doesn't matter what sport, um, it all comes to an end, you know. And so for me, uh, when I had my surgery and I came back one more year and, uh, you know, mentally I could have played another two or three years, but physically I just couldn't do it. I was able to say, look, I'm done. My, my kids and my family are more important to me. And so that, again, that was one of the hardest things that I ever did because, again, I played sports since I was, you know, five years old. And so when I was done with football, you know, I took, you know, time off and I, I was able to self-reflect. And again, back to the same conversation that we just had, I had to figure out and focus on what I wanted to do next. And that's why for a lot of football players and athletes that I personally know, including myself, that's why it's so hard is because you've had this identity for so long. And again, I don't care if you're an athlete or just, let's just say a normal person listening today. Um, I was that person and I had that identity for so long now what, you know, what am I supposed to do next? And so Sarah, you just nailed it for me is that, okay, 
we're in this crazy time, we're all dealing with this at, this at the same time. And again, whether you haven't been able to do it or maybe you need to start today, like what is your plan to make that transition? You know, for me, it was life after football. And then again, that was a, a chapter of my life that was amazing and I was blessed and uh, you know, only 1% of people really even get that opportunity. But again, that was a chapter of my life. And now God willing, I have a longer life and more life to live. And so what I would do is encourage anyone you know, maybe you haven't been happy, you know, in your job or in your relationship or, you know, friends and family, and you've just been going on because you've been in this chapter in your life. Well, now to me, I mean, we all talk about signs and, you know, I know a lot of people pray and you want, you know, want and you hope for, for change and you want things to be different. Well, what if this, what if this potential negative wasn't a negative, but this was just a sign for all of us. And we're all supposed to sit down and really ask ourselves tough questions. We're supposed to look ourselves in the, you know, in the mirror and just say, you know, who we have been and the way that we've been living. Do we want to continue down that way? Or do we need to make a pivot because you haven't been happy? You're not in that job or that career that you love. What if this was an amazing time for you to really self-reflect and think about, okay, what if this thing is over next week or next month or this summer, when this thing is done, like it was for me in football, what if we all had an opportunity to say, okay, you know what? I need to change. I want to change and I'm going to change. And again, you can apply that to any part of your life or your relationship or your kids or whatever. But to me, again, going back and talking about the positives, this is really amazing. And, and I think there's going to be some amazing changes for all of us that allow that, you know, and yeah. Maybe, maybe what you're doing, you're loving it and things are going great, but okay, then how can you take that next step and be even bigger or better than you currently are? You know, so it doesn't have to be a, a negative, you know, it could definitely be, Hey, how can I just be bigger or better or whatever I'm doing? You know? And so again, I know it was long winded, but I really want people to really just ask themselves that question. When this thing is over, we've all had an opportunity to literally put the brakes and put everything on pause. But now, at the end of this, who do you want to be coming out of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again uh, for answering in, in a long-winded answer, because that's what we're looking for, is just understanding kind of what your um, what your perspective is on it. And we can't do that in short, short answers. So yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being here, Marcus. And thank you for sharing. Um, we will have all of your contact information and um, and how we can get behind you and support you in the show notes. And is there anything else you want to leave us with before we wrap up? No, I, again, I just uh, thank you for your time. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I know life gets crazy and hectic and you have to, you know, make time and find time to make it work. But again, there's, there's people out there that you haven't even met that are listening and, and watching what you're doing. And I'm excited to continue to watch you grow and, and just have, you know, this thing, you know, really grow because again, um, I know you're not doing this for, for money. You're doing it because you have a goal and something that has been on your heart. And so I just want to encourage you to keep doing it. And everyone listening, you know, uh, I know it's a crazy time and I promise you we will be out of this soon and there's going to be a lot of life lessons. So thanks for having me. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for the encouragement. And we look forward to seeing how this goes for you and where you uh, continue to, to prosper. And, and Marcus, we just look forward to doing this again sometime. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great day and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too.
Thank you. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode. So...